Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what time it is. It's Peter Rosenberg. I am literally sitting on the floor at WrestleMania as we speak. I'm on the set of the kickoff show, about to go on the air. I had to take some time, though, to talk about Smoke Dizza and 183rd. You know what the day is. You know what we do around this time every year. All right? Yo, Dizza, this is really effing cool, bro. Yet again, Smoke Dizza, 183rd. Peter Rosenberg, let's go. Yeah, I'm wearing a tux right now. So what? I look crispy. I look beautiful. I look like something. All right? Ringside A. This one is for the people. Quarantine and all that. We living in the history books, people. The social introvert. Something, something to get your mind off the bullshit. 183rd Street. We bring the crowd. Uh, yeah. Crow vibes. You acting like you essential. You saving no lives. No, I walk through the valley like the rafters with the pole. I might say what's up, but I ain't slapping no fives. Stay six feet or get pulverized. Personal parties, I'm still over high. You tuned in to the God, King of the Kingdom. They tried to get you, no choice. I had to stand. They be gone for the scorpion drop. They tried to rock the stash spot, but that's what got both of them shot. Really, legend has it, that's a legend fact. Turned up another notch when we were red and black. Once you get down, there's no going back. You selling wolf tickets, but I'm wolf pack. And that's worth the macho Conan and Luger. You'll never catch me playing the coast without a shooter. You're creating the world. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Sid Davis, back with a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast. Episode 264, you can find the show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast, as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So we ain't going to talk about nothing in particular, really, as far as current news. I'm, I'm sick and tired of it, man. It's, it's like beating y'all over the head with just the same regurgitated shit. And I kind of wanted to get away from that this week and uh, bring my boy back. My boy I've been knowing for over a decade now. Um, Luos D'Lo. Straight hey, from Michigan, up? what's going on with you? Oh man, I'm good, man. It's good to hear from you. Um, I'm glad you take me on your wing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do what you're doing, goddamn. So, Are we let's go, do it. We gonna get there. We gonna get there, man. I will lead you. I'll lead you to the right path. Uh, this episode, y'all, we gonna talk about Dragon Ball Z and okay. mash it up with our love of WWE. WWF, whichever, yeah, whichever era that y'all y'all like, it don't matter. We just when me and D'Lo get together, we just we ramble, we ramble. Yeah. So, <laughs> which all right, DBZ or WWE? Which one you want to start with? And uh, 
We'll start with WWE just because um, Raw was last night. We'll do it like that. You feel me? And I didn't get to watch it. Uh, please, what what happened? Give me the rundown. Well, um, I didn't watch it either, but I will say this. I want to give a shout out to what culture? You ever heard of what culture, bro? No. I want to give a shout out to what culture and Simon and them. They be doing the, they be, Simon be doing the up and downs from what culture, man, and he do it for every episode for wrestling. He do WWE, AEW, um, and I believe he do some TNA ones too. Well, and he, and he, up, he do the ups for what's good and, what, and the downs for what's bad. And he do it for every fucking episode. His name is Simon Miller. He be in what culture? I've been listening to this shit for about a year now. And I fucks with them. Is it a podcast? One, bro, after this, bro, it ain't quite a podcast. It's, he, it's, it's more visual. YouTube and a whole group of them. After this, I'm gonna tell you about it, and you'll see it on YouTube okay. every Monday and Friday. I listen to this dude, bro. Okay, he just do a recap of everything that didn't happen. Okay, cool. All right. Last Monday was kind of, you know, Paul Hammond used to be, he used to be the head, one of the head writers of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, for a while, and and, and I want to say for maybe <clears throat> I don't know uh, recently he. Vince fired him because Vince well, Vince 75 years old. You know what I mean? He stuck his ways and shit. So, he didn't fire Paul. And now Monday Night Raw is feeling some type of way. It was a hype, though. They got a group called Retribution, man. And they doing the Nexus angle from 2010, basically. And oh, man. That was good. That was a good era. I like that. It was until Cena fucked it up, but we'll, that's you know. <laughs> oh, you ain't you ain't like the storyline with Nexus versus Cena? No, because this motherfucker Cena, he he beat them all. He was supposed to put them over, goddamn it. What's the move? He was supposed to put them over, bro. He was supposed to make stars. Fuck, like. Dog, like they just. I ain't mad at, I'm not mad at John. That's probably what Vince told him to do. Look, I love yeah, John I Cena, man. Hulk Hogan, so yeah. I love John Cena, man. But let me tell you, dog. After a while, he got on my damn nerves for that very reason. Yeah. I'm like, they just making this nigga out to be Superman now. Like, that's what I'm saying. This, this, this is one of this is one of those this is one of those um areas of wrestling that we could tie it to Dragon Ball. Because John Cena is like a Superman slash Goku. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000! What? 9,000? There's no way that can be right! Cut it! I think it's right. After all, I was trained in the art of Kaioken. Because Goku, the type of... He's the character because he is the original character of Dragon Ball. You know what I mean? You got Dragon Ball, Facts. you got Dragon Ball Z, you got Dragon Ball GT, you got Dragon Ball Super. And you, and, and then you got the fan-made shit like Dragon Ball AF, and now... Now you got the Dragon Ball superheroes. What's that? It's only nine minute clips, but some of that should be dope. Though, oh, that shit fire! Some of that should be fire, bro. I will say that. But the dynamic between between Cena, Superman, and Goku is they always got to be the ones to save the day. They get on my damn nerves. Love they get me on my some nerves, man. I love Goku. Love Goku, bro. And I, I just love his journey. Just who he is. But every time they came out with a special and you got the rest of the Z fighters fighting alongside you, I'm like, all right, I know Vegeta about to get it in. Vegeta about to fuck some shit up. And you know go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, because I've been feeling some type of way to bait it. About the way they do Vegeta. 
and we started with WWE, so you know, I'm we're gonna do a little raveling, but I'm just you know, it's all good. Go ahead, go ahead. Motherfucker Vegeta, man. Uh, I was just gonna say, I don't like the way they're doing because we're gonna be bringing up the manga too that's going on because I know I gotta put you up on game about the manga. Mm-hmm. And I want to give another shout out, and um, I just can't think of the dude name right now. I think it's Geetan 101 or some shit. You know, I've been on I watch YouTube more than TV. Me so too. Like, <laughs> I don't, bro, I don't even need no TV. Look, if I'll be on YouTube and maybe Netflix. You can't you can't tell me what's going on primetime TV because I I really don't know, nor do I give a damn. I got my Hulu, I got Netflix, I got Disney Plus, and I got YouTube. I heard Disney Plus was dope. Um, you know what? It it's okay. Uh, there is good for the (laughs) is is good is good for the nostalgia. Is real good for nostalgia, like the old school movies that we grew up on the disney channel movies the the cartoons See, they're, clever for that. they're really clever with that because they got a lot of nostalgia like i've i've been binge watching um i haven't finished it but the x-men animated series um i started watching it first four maybe five episodes so far i'm gonna watch some more tomorrow morning or t- today when i wake up <laughs> right 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 the new X-Men series, you say? No, 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 no. The the nineties X-Men animated series is on Disney oh, Plus. Mm-hmm. It's on, it's on streaming. Oh, straight up. Yup. Gargoyles man, is I, on there. Man, that's nostalgia. You see how we just we just went off the rails. Hey, but one thing I like about rambling. this though is this all kind of ties together anyways, though. You know what I mean? Like I, I told you this when we originally were talking about this. I said, yeah, we're going to try to stick with Dragon Ball and WWE. But the characters between these two, it's going to expand to like Marvel and DC and all that in anyways. Yeah, any 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 lead character in a TV show that, you know, like fantasy or anything like that, you can apply it to anything like WWE or Dragon Ball. Even though WWE, you know, is real human beings, but it's a scripted show. Yeah, because you got to remember during the 80s and 90s, Vince, Vince McMahon, um, um, Vince Sr. No, no, wait. Yeah, Vince Sr. and Vince Jr. They had all those, the, the the characters that were like, you know, cartoon characters in a sense. Yeah. You know I mean, like they, I mean, Taker was going to be the fucking egg man, the fucking turkey dude with the big ass egg at Survivor Series. You remember that shit. Uh, Undertaker at Survivor? Yeah, when yeah. he debuted at the virus series, he was supposed to, they had this big ass egg, he was supposed to be the fucking turkey gobbler. Well, stand back! Oh, look at the stand crunch! Back. I think that egg is ready to blow! Oh! Oh, there it is! What, what is it? What? what in a world? I love Oh my it. God, they got a pair of legs like my mother-in-law, pal. What? What is with the gobbling? The gobbledygook. Don't tell me you're the gobbledygooker. You've got to be kidding me. Is that all you do is gobble? It's terrible. (laughs) Hey, look, man. The only only Undertaker, the iteration of Undertaker that I really, really rock with, um, it's the current iteration, but for me, it's uh, the all-American badass Undertaker. The original badass now. 
Yeah, uh, when he comes out on a motorcycle. <clears throat> that, I was like, okay. But no, um, shit. Back to uh, back to DBZ. What is your favorite Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z or GT or Super, whichever one? What What is your favorite moment from any of those? Oh man, favorite moment, shit. Um, I really have to think about that. But I will say, I will say off the top of my head, one of my favorite moments. I can't give you a favorite moment right now. But one of my favorite moments is is probably when Gohan went Super Saiyan too, bro. Oh. When Gohan finally gave in, because the storytelling of all of that is is really deep. I mean, when 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 Cell killed Android sixteen, first of all, let me when Android sixteen gave him that speech. Mm-hmm. It might have had Maga now. Remember, I was telling you recently <clears throat> in the Maga now, Goku went. He's going through something similar. He went through something similar. The manga now, the latest um, episode or whatnot in the manga is very similar to that moment when, Go- when Gohan turned Super Saiyan 2. Oh, very really? Similar. And we'll get down that down the line for sure. But that's a good moment for me because I'm I'm a storyteller and I like the fact that the fact that he never wanted to he never wanted to hurt anybody. He didn't want to kill nobody, and um, he was he was going against his saying his saying bloodline. You know what I mean? And they had the moment where Cell was causing so much havoc. He was killing so many innocent people and all this and that. And Gohan, when he killed that android, a fucking android that was peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to remember it during the android saga. Android 16 was with 17 and 18 and they was running around. 17 and 18 running around trying to fuck shit up. Android 16, he 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 all intrigued with the birds and shit. Yeah, 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? He told Sixteen Gohan, ain't do shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was programmed to kill Goku. He didn't even give a fuck about that for the most part. It seemed like you know he was off into the birds and shit. And, and he told Gohan like, "There's nothing wrong. Basically, there's nothing wrong with protecting what you love. There's nothing wrong with protecting nature and and this planet and innocent people. You gotta let it go. Sometimes you gotta go there with folks. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I like that. I really like that because he. They had the little, I remember the episode because they had the, he was talking about it was slipping. They had a little dove flying away <laughs> because the dove represented his 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 genuine, gentle nature. Mm-hmm. Once that motherfucker flew away, though, <laughs> it was a wrap after that. It was a wrap after that. That motherfucker dove flew away. It might as well have been, a crow might as well came after that, goddammit, because he was like, fuck that after that. But nah. that's, that's one of my favorite moments. All right. I got two. First one. Uh the the day that Cell, Perfect Cell, uh built the arena, had his own tournament, and said, I'ma wait here. How many days was it a week? I think it was a week. I know what you're talking and about. And he said, I'm I'ma stay that. here and I'm gonna wait for y'all to show up. I'm gonna give y'all he time. He televised across yeah, the he earth. Yeah, t- he shit. televised that motherfucker. He's like, I'll give y'all a week. Y'all can do what y'all want. Y'all can train. But a week, <laughs> I'm going to just stand right here until it's time to go. I'm, I'm, he was interrupting programs and shit. That motherfucker still interrupted programs. Look here. This that, is what's going on, goddammit. That shit was that hilarious was- to me, dog. Like, I was like, what no. the? Is he really going to stand there for a week? The way it feels natural. The crook. 
on some black connection. From continent to continent, crooks reign. But I guess you already know that. Volume 2 of this joint. Low. I scuba in Bermuda with Luga while in Cuba. Receive a message wide screen view from Chiba. Got goods for some interceptions. Undetected weapons, passport chains. We smile chameleon. Catch a G11 land on Kawasaki's Willian. Let's go. We got the Bronx, Brooklyn, and the Harlem Black Connection. Chiba, you call sweet operate tailspin. Okay, Flynn, need guns with Cajun lens. Need funds a million yen. Here goes again. Time to shock the world. world. Top code, Diana Ross. We set the vendor gloss. We jet the flying horse. Still it done with. Shoot down the iron flies, hook up with iron ties, disguise the pirate skies, kiss a jolly. Fever throwing lassos, black connected to Roscoe's, hot and hollows and assholes. Matrix bullets don't dart slow and traceable grim gym, poor palms are sweaty. Relax, relate, release, we ready, we ready, we ready. No, you good, you good, you good. No, but I was I was taken aback. I was like, is he really just gonna stand there for a week? And each episode kept going and he was just standing there <laughs> like a statue. Right, right. He, was, he was waiting on the ass, bro. And my second my second favorite moment was Oh shit. Well, I lost it just like that. No, 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 no. Never mind. I'm sorry. Um damn it, damn it, damn it. It's when um, Goku, yes, when Goku went Super Saiyan three against Boo. Yeah. Or against Geneva. No, 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 Boo. Boo, yeah. When he did that damn screaming, the motherfucker. Did you know this is a fact right here? I, I seen this on YouTube somewhere. The voice of Goku that time, when he went through that stage of turning Super Saiyan 3, it is said that he passed out. Yeah, yeah. Because I would always sit there and think, I'm like, these people sitting there powering up and shit. You know, the voice actors. I'm forever, goddammit. What'd you say? You power up forever. But but that that's a, that's a, um, people take that, people run with that. People used to say that. Dragon Ball Z will have episodes of motherfuckers be powering up for a whole episode. That's not true. I can see why, it's can not see true. why people don't say that. But that's not true, though. I don't think that's ever happened. Like, that's not true. Um, maybe. Not a whole episode. Not, not the whole that's episode. Episode, bro. 
But Not like even half episode. But like a third. I say like a third of the episode. Yeah, a third? Because you talking about Goku Turn Super Saiyan 3. That there was a third. This motherfucker then he didn't drew all the clouds to him and shit, and it's all dark and shit. I don't know if that was in his head or not. I like Super Saiyan 3 Goku, y'all. He couldn't he could hold on to that long enough. But I like that. I like his attitude and all that. That's the Goku that just he just he just will go for the shit and get that shit over with. And you know what I mean? He would I tell you an episode would. where it took forever. Um Majin Buu, the reveal. Of him being, uh, yeah, the the reveal of Majin Buu. He was inside that that orb looking shit. Yeah, that's when Gohan was trying to. Gohan was on. Um, that after Gohan fought the boar, I want to say. Yeah, I was like, yo, yeah, this he, shit taking too goddamn he was, long. He was with the Supreme Kai because Goku and Vegeta had that fight, and their that fight, the power from their fight, is the reason why he was able to be hatched. It might have had there's a great debate that I want to talk to you about. A lot of people, they debate rather, rather, um, rather Goku held back in that fight. You know, a lot of people feel like Goku should have just turned Super Saiyan 3 and just took out Vegeta. But I don't think it would have been that simple, though. Wait, what fight? Him versus Vegeta. Him oh. versus Majin Vegeta. Oh, Majin Vegeta? Oh, when, yeah, when Vegeta got possessed? That fight is why Boo got hatched. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course Goku held back. I don't know. I feel I, I do feel like he held back, but the reason by why behind why he held back is what I'm getting to. I feel like he held back because a lot of people like he could have turned Super Saiyan 3 and just took him out. I had a debate with somebody on the Facebook group that I'm at, which I rarely even comment on, but see, I personally believe that Goku wasn't, he wouldn't have been able to held that stamina to fight Vegeta in, in the Super Saiyan 3. He wouldn't have been able to held that, hold that stamina and his time would have ran out. But even if, I feel like even if he didn't have a time limit, he still wouldn't have been able to hold that stamina. And I think Vegeta still would have came out on top for that. I'm one of them people and a lot of people, they don't feel that, that, that that's true. But that's where I'm at with it. You know what I mean? I feel like he had to work Super Saiyan 3, he wouldn't have been able to hold that stamina. He probably would have whooped Vegeta's ass, but he wouldn't have ran out of stamina, though. Yeah, he, man. But Vegeta was hell-bent on, on, on dwelling in his pride and just... You see, he slapped him up and everything. You know what I mean? He slapped him up, gave him a speech and shit. Because when he was sitting there talking, I was, just, I was sitting there looking. I'm like, nah, I say, because if Goku wanted to, he would have ripped his ass apart. Think so in Super Saiyan three? Yeah, I th- I think he would have. I I think he would have, cause there's one thing with Majin Buu, he don't play. He's fat, pudgy. He was childlike, but when it was time to terrorize some shit, he would terrorize some shit, and he was dangerous. But that when was just the first move. Yeah, but when no. Go but when Goku went Super Saiyan three. And fought Boo. It was a different story. It was like they couldn't they couldn't fucking believe that he was that strong. They were like, "What the hell is? What is this?" <laughs> and I think everybody else that wasn't even there could feel the power source of Goku at Super Saiyan three. They were trying to figure out what the hell it was. Even Boo was surprised behind. Yeah, that. yeah. 
So I, I know for a fact, if that fight went down for uh, Super Saiyan 3 Goku versus Majin Vegeta, v Vegeta would have got tore out the frame. You think he would have washed them? He would have. I don't bro, think he would have washed them. He would have washed. Vegeta would have kind of hung in there, but Goku would have washed, dude. I'm sorry. And I'm a Vegeta fan. I'm a, I am a biased Vegeta fan, but Goku would have washed him. And even at the same time, wasn't there that thing where, where Vegeta said he wasn't really possessed? He was just going with the flow or some shit like that yeah because vegeta um he's a very cerebral he's a cerebral fighter and you got to think about the fact that he had been terrorized by frieza his whole life mm -hmm. magic boot did shit to him he 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 purposely allowed himself to be possessed to gain the power that's why he was able to 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 snap out of it because yeah. he never be in control he always had the control I mean, he went through a space where he had to fight through. He had to fight through the control that Bobby might have had over him. But I believe Vegeta had the control the whole time. He knew what he was doing, basically. That's I, why he was able to snap out of it. Because you got to remember the episode when Bobby was trying to get him to kill the Supreme Kai. Vegeta wanted to go in for that shit. He said, "Man, fuck that. I got. I had you. I had you possess me so I could fight Goku. So well, let me rephrase that. So I could fight Kakarot." Yeah. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about. I don't give a damn about nothing else. And it, it made me think back to whenever uh they first entered well not really first yeah, when they first introduced him when he came to Earth with um with uh Nappa. You gotta remember how evil he was then. And, yeah. how, and how hellbent he was then. So I'm like, okay. I could see how he snapped out of that possession quick, but yeah. Yeah, I don't believe Vegeta was ever like thoroughly evil. You don't think so? I think he was, think he was conditionally evil. Conditioned by his dad. Oh, uh, more so by Frieza. I mean, I yeah, 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 Frieza. You're right. You're right. More so by Frieza. Because I mean, King Vegeta, he he was a king. I don't, that don't quite make him evil. I don't recall him ever. I mean, we had a story of, of, of Brawley, both stories, you know, um, canon and non-canon. But even then, he wasn't really evil. He just understood what it was. Mm -hmm. We can get to that, too, because that Brawley movie was a motherfucker. And I hope they bring him back again. Yeah, I saw that. I went to see that opening day in theaters. I hope I did. I was not playing. I was like, I got to go see this. And I found out <clears throat> I had to drive 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you a fan? Yeah, I had to then drive I across. Like I drove across the city. I don't want to cross the state to see a Dragon Ball movie in the theaters. I remember I, me and one of my best friends, Ben Cat, man. Shout out to Ben Cat. That's one of my best friends. 15 years. And um, we went to go see the first Dragon Ball Super movie, which was technically Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went that in the theater. And that shit was wicked. Yeah, you know, I hadn't seen Battle of Gods yet. You ain't seen it at all? Mm-mm, not, not be because oh. of... Uh, oh, wait, wait, my bad. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Battle of Gods is when Beerus 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Resurrection of F is what I didn't see. But I'm talking about the movie, not in the anime. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And another thing about the movie that I like is you've heard of the, of, of Yamoshi, right? Mm-hmm. I have a theory about the Battle of the Gods. There's a scene in the Battle of the Gods where uh, where they're fighting in space. And um, <laughs> this is one of those plot holes because it's just like, can he really breathe in space? Well, obviously he did in the fucking in that particular <laughs> in that particular movie he did. But then in the Frieza saga, the whole thing was he couldn't breathe in space. But whatever, we'll get to that later. I mean, Toriyama, he Toriyama, he been raining shit for thirty plus years. He ain't gonna remember everything. <laughs> he ain't gonna remember every goddamn thing. He know? be fucking over so many characters, dog. Like he, he just he, he had his moments. It, I read that he don't. I read that he disliked Vegeta, and that's why he be doing that shit to Vegeta. Man, fuck that, man. I hate that shit. Give Vegeta but his shine. <laughs> There's a scene in Battle of Gods where Goku, um, he's fighting against Beerus, and he says something. He says something. I believe that he was potentially, um, I believe the spirit of Yumoshi dwelled in dwelled in Goku during that time because he said something about um, there's something that he said. Man, I wish I had a clip. I'm gonna figure that out because there's a clip in Better of a Guys where he was saying something about he was saying something about the Super Saiyan God is telling me to push or whatever to that extent. The Super Saiyan God just spoke to me loud and clear, and there's no mistaking it. It's telling me to keep on pushing even higher. When he was fighting Beerus. And I believe that's one of the times that the Super Saiyan God, Yamoshi, the original Super Saiyan God, mm-hmm. which they say really wasn't even Super Saiyan God. It was just him being a, a Super Saiyan, the original Super Saiyan rattler. Like, he's potentially the legendary Super Saiyan. Yeah. It's a lot that comes with that. But that's one instance, that's one instance that I believe that he might have... I mean, come on, it's Goku. If anybody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like It's going to be him. Oh, His whole thing is... He's finding the kindred soul or whatnot. You know, all this, that, and third. And Goku's the main character. So, of course, Goku will be the one that Yamoshi Spirit would dwell in to, to power him up or whatnot. So, I believe that that this particular scene I'm thinking of, maybe I'll think about it down the line, but this particular scene, I believe Yamoshi was around. Because during the same era, during that same movie, matter of fact, Beerus had a vision. You remember the vision? Yeah, the I, um, maybe family because they didn't sh- they didn't fully show who he had a vision of, and I think the vision he had he had was of Yamoshi. Yeah, it was a real vague vision. He, it was so fucking vague. I'm like, what, what, what's going Even on? Even though this character looked more like Vegeta, might add, but that's a whole different dynamic. Of course, Terami would do some shit like Torami. He would do some shit like that. So. And then I feel like they did again with Goku first turning Ultra Instinct. Yeah. I, You know, man, Toriyami pisses me off. As much as I appreciate him <laughs> for creating what he created, it's like, dog, you took away some of my favorite characters and I just be wondering, like, what happened to such and such? Like, uh, like, who? like TN... <laughs> Well, Tien did pretty good in the Tournament of Power. 
yeah, but it's like, damn, after all this time, it's like, now he's back? It's like, what is... <sighs> shit, That's like... what I like about Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super seems to give all the characters their just due. Yeah. Well, maybe. It's not their just due. He give all the characters... I mean, this particular incarnation of Dragon Ball gives all the characters some shine. Let me tell you, bro. When... I was hyped when GT was coming out. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, here we go. And GT turned out to be what it was. And I'm like, what? Where in the fuck is... Well, that's what Americanized. That's all that is. Yeah. Because he had nothing to do with GT. From what I know, he might have gave him a blueprint, but he ain't had nothing to do with yeah. storytelling. You might gotta... You might gotta... You might gotta you know what I'm saying? You might gotta go to Earl's and get you a chili cheese dog to cruise around Woo! in this one. They still popping, baby. What's yeah. cool, baby? 20, yeah. Shining on the day, yes, it is. Quest Coast in the daytime. I cruise the city and mind the ladies' waistlines to the baseline. Some old quick shit, or maybe me, perhaps. Throwing tools at the new coops with the feet to match. Got my new sneakers, got my new beeper. Blackberry keep me connected like the reefer, man. See back in my speakers, land. Moon rules slight overcast, but I'm so over that. I overgas under the overpass. I'm so slow, it's like I'm going fast. How annoying is that? I'm so cold, I got the annoying back. I'm on the road in them Jordan packs and a damn sport black laces in them. And my Louis got faces in them. You can give me that, mine, as long as you ain't got braces in them. Now say it with them. In the daytime, I don't know, man, you like... You know what I'm saying you gotta you gotta let that moonroof go on there. So necessary on there. You know I mean, you gotta you gotta go get that car wash across from uh, Ars Wings. And I'm on the tires. Today was a good day too. Cute. Picked up a pair of shoes, nice tea and some cooked food. Did the wine with it. Saw my ex. Spent some time with it. Quick session. Did the grind with it. She's so fine with it. Mark Jacobs. She's so fine with it. Mac lost a little shine with it, but need an apple bun. Put me on a little tribe with it. It feel good, close your eyes with it. Look to the sky, baby. That's not a plane, that's your guy, baby. I shine hard like armor raw. I don't be warm enough. Come in the game, nigga, and warm you up. Your girl say you ain't warm enough. She wanna join with us. I told Jace to join her up. It's for life, you better warn her first. We don't play like smush in the playoffs. The switch on my J-Rod, SOB lamping like crooks on the day off. We kick pushing the weight off. No, I'm not selling, but if I was, I ain't telling. In the daytime. It's like, it'd be like one of them days where, you know what I mean? It'd be like December and it'd be like 84. So if GT ain't really got nothing to do with any of this now. Yeah, GT isn't canon. Okay, what they say. Super Saiyan Four don't count anymore. Is that that's I've been thinking about that for like the longest time. As far as being canon, no. But but I will say this: they teased Super Saiyan Four in canon form, and it was in a Brawley movie. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was it like, was well, that iteration of Super Saiyan Four in GT. I was like, man, that's like, is that like? canon now is super or is that gonna happen again like where where are we at with that you know, the way the way super is going now i wouldn't be surprised if down the line that they bring super Saiyan for and i think the way they're probably going to do it is because they've been doing all this guy stuff and all this and that super Saiyan four is a pure saying upgrade basically yeah it's 
pure Saiyan transformation. I mean, look at the just look at the design of Super Saiyan 4. Super Saiyan 4 is like a Zoro. That's the turn, right? A Zoro with the gorilla and the ape and all this and that. Mm -hmm. It's like a Zoro. Um, it's like when Vegeta in the Saiyan saga was able to control the Zoro form. Yep, yep. What Vegeta did plus Super Saiyan, though. That's Which is pretty much what they did in GT. Yeah. Even what Vegeta they did that in GT. Because you remember that in the episode where Vegeta turned into the Golden Ape and Goku tried to remind him of Vegeta badass. He was like, oh, man, you know, I'm the Prince All Saiyan. You think I'm going to let a primate take over my brain? Yeah, he badass, bro. I'm like, that's my nigga right there. I got a question. Saiyans are black folk. I just want to put that out there right now. Saiyans are niggas. I just want to Yeah, I, I, you already know where I was about to go. You already know I was. Colored folk. That's what I like. You already know I was about to go with this. I got a question. Um, Frieza, yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you bringing up the fact because you it's like you read my goddamn mind saying that shit. Was Frieza a racist or white supremacist? <laughs> well, bro, bro, obviously he was. This is whole character. I mean, he he called the Saiyans monkeys. That's some worldwide racist shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this about Frieza, though. He wasn't just a racist against colored folk. He was a racist against everybody. He didn't give a fuck about nobody. Nobody he couldn't control. Even the people he could control, he didn't give a fuck about. That shit used to you kill me. Like, he don't give a fuck about nothing. He's shit. like, I've been defeated by a monkey. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, it's like, like, a monkey, Frieza? Damn. Motherfucker, we don't know what gender you are, goddammit. What you mean a monkey? <laughs> we thought you was a girl when we were children, goddamn. We thought you was a woman. Me too. What the hell you mean? Finding out that um on Yu Yu Haka show, uh Yusuke, um not Yusuke, Jesus Christ. I'm thinking of Yu-Gi-Oh! Good God. <laughs> no, in, in Yu Yu Haka show, um Meishi, his the trainer, his his trainer I can't think of no not Yu-Gi-Oh Yurameshi and Yu Yu Hakusho you never you are more anime than I am I'm bad with that I'm sorry I need to get in you're gonna have to put me up again because the only two animes that I actually actually have watched is Dragon Ball and the motherfucking Attack on Titan that's my shit I didn't see maybe the first season that's my shit right there Oh yeah, you need to Yeah, you, you gotta get in on your anime game, bro. Like hey, you you starting off good with Attack on Titan. I will give you that, because Attack on Titan is that shit. Well, the first episode fucked me up. Yeah, the first I'm episode. Like, oh, man, what the fuck they the first episode the kid lost his bomb and shit? I'm like, hey, this is the hey, episode hey, yo. I'm gonna get what the fuck is going on? Listen, you can wait just wait. That that comes full circle. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Cause I only seen the I might I don't even think I've seen the full first season. I gotta get back on. I'm the type of individual where I'm really into some shit that I'm into. I just stick with that. I'm very biased with with what I'm into. Like that's why I'm such a Dragon Ball fan. I'm not trying to hear about no other fucking anime. I'm a Dragon Ball fan. But listen, like, when you watch Attack on Titan again, when you watch from season one, two, and three, um, Aaron watching his mom get murdered. It comes full circle, and you're gonna be, you're gonna start smiling like just. I'm gonna love that because I'm off the sure rip. Be, 
because yeah it, it comes back full circle for him that shit was fire but yeah man um dbz what were we saying yeah man i just you know frieza I, we would all me and my cousin would always joke about that shit and i'm like yeah that nigga was a white supremacist bro I'm like calling yeah. say sans monkeys and shit i was like sans is niggas man <laughs> what i love what i love about frieza though is the way they did him in dragon ball and dragon ball super because in that tournament of power man frieza damn near turned a leaf over bro yeah Dude, i him to, obviously he could never but he could never like become a, a good guy but it's like it's like he like borderline anti-hero but or in wrestling terms Frieza's like a tweener, basically. I didn't really. You can like, I always got annoyed. Like, I got annoyed by that, like, cause I always like, why are they bringing him back? I'm tired of seeing him. And then after a while, what you saying, him being sort of like an anti-hero, I was like, you know what, Frieza not that bad. I actually kind of like him now. I compare Frieza to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I give you, I give you a reason why. That's gonna throw you off guard, but we eventually, we originally were talking about wrestling. So, oh yeah, we gonna get to that. Not saying Austin is a racist, obviously ain't. But you, I, I tied together when we get to it. Are you talking about oh Stone Cold's uh, redneck tendencies? You just his mindset. <laughs> I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he lived by "Don't trust anybody." Right. Do that. Does that not tr- sound like Freezer to you? Yeah, it do. You know what I mean? Like, and Stone Cold give it to anybody. Does that not sound like Freeza? Right. You know what I mean? The only difference is Freeza just was like evil. Stone Cold wanted evil. I mean, even when he was a heel, we ain't really like that. Which might have add, he played a great heel when he turned heel. I love that. I remember that match. When he turned heel against The Rock, it was WrestleMania 19, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Or 17. No, no. Uh- yeah, it was 17, 17. They did 15, 17, and 19. The trilogy is 15, 17, and 19, I believe. As far as Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah. I always wanted them to be like a dynamic duo. I don't know why that didn't really happen like the way it did. Well, they did that, they did that with Austin and Triple H. That's, um, that's, I, I never liked that matchup, though. I always Not matchup, but that tag team. I always wanted... I wanted the Rock and Stone Cold to be that. As faces or hills or as like tweeners together as the uh, like tag team like a un you know unstoppable force like damn near faces or hills though that's the thing because there's a lot when it comes to shit like that you know what I mean like I I don't know I mean the Triple H and Stone Cold shit was it was okay for what it was I just because that that, shit, I will admit that what's up. I said it, it was something else. I I, I admit that it, it was it was fucking shit up. It's you just know, how but big Austin, how big they were at the time. Right. I will say this though, probably a Hollywood Rock and a Hillstone Cold would probably be dope. Oh, if they were to be two man power trip. Yeah, <laughs> that probably would be dope right there. Shit, I mean, shit. Stone Cold sort of kind of went Hollywood, even though the movies was low budget, you know, straight to DVD. But yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of WWE <laughs> DVDs was straight to, 
you know, movies went straight to DVD. And I think the only shit I've seen, I've seen a lot of them. I think the only one that I really, really like is um, shit. What what was it? Twelve rounds. Which one? I think it's a minute. I think um, it's like fucking seven of them. Twelve rounds, two. Randy Orton. Okay. okay. That one. Yeah. That, that. Speaking of Randy Orton, he's doing his best hill work. Yeah. Hey, look. I used to, I used to run with this and say that Randy Orton is the greatest of all fucking time. And my brother used to look at me like I was out of my damn mind. I will, Randy Orton is arguably the greatest of all time. And I say that because I used to get hype off the RKO shit he used to do and just Oh. Yeah. Just, just every just, out of nowhere, goddamn it. Like, come on, man. Just like he just be coming out of nowhere, just RKOing the shit out of out people. Of I I say arguably the greatest of all time because it depends what you mean by that. Cause are we talking about character and in-ring work? Uh his his character. Skills, in-ring work, charisma, um, um, having an understanding of the character, like all the dynamics. That's what I'm thinking of. Cause a lot of, cause a lot, cause some wrestlers are like really one-sided. You got some wrestlers that are great as baby faces, but they can't really play a heel. So, like, I feel like to be the greatest of all time, it's only fair that you be able to do all of it. Yeah. Because we're talking about all time, you know what I mean? Like, but in that regard, we could we could take a lot of great wrestlers out for that reason. Like, I'm a huge Steam fan. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm a, if I'm gonna go by what I just said, I can't really put Sting as one of the greatest of all time because he's never been able to be a heel. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's not taking nothing away from him. That's not saying he. That's not saying he didn't have the ability to be a heel. It's just this fucking Sting. Who want to boost Sting? That's you my, know what I mean? Like, that's my nigga, boy. Who nobody want to boost Sting? They tried that at WCW. That shit didn't work. Then they tried at TNA and the shit didn't work. Nope. Nope. And I remember I remember when they bought him back for TNA. I was like, oh, shit. And it just it fell flat. And I was like, damn. Okay. Guess not. <laughs> Good to the last drop niglets, hood to the blast, pop them bigot ass piglets. Go for the bosses, dicks are higher. Beat walkers still get caught up in the crossfire. Get at the sarge, he give the orders. The rest of them punks are quit the force and get slaughtered. Use stealth, play alleys, jet. We'd rather not alert them, nosy fella rallies. Yet, keep the local random cases in each state. Skate to the beaches for the season and be straight. You on call, keep your nikes on tight, no white. Anybody tell, get lighted on sight. The ringers on a need to no basis. No persons, places, things, and no faces. Get back, join your own, act it alone. Back home, your family be provided for while you're gone. It's a price on all snitches. If you're nice, bring back eyes, fingers, toes, and pitches. Send copies to those who sing in the blues. Mothers and fathers who's unjustly accused. 
Our species is in danger. Where gloves are striking a city where you a stranger. Gotta let them fools know. Send them a message, let them POWs go. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Now you have your orders, do your duty. A new way to let the shot spray. A few drops a day, double espresso, DA latte. No smell nor taste, hardly traceable. Wait to waste a prosecutor paid to get the case pulled. Learn them a lesson for giving bros mass dresses. A long list of COs, names and addresses. A fake judge with many years on the bench and sent some good cats to the chair. Was aired in the trench. They say her tongue was teared out, smeared and drenched. The whole system scared and doubt in a fair stench. And she was tortured, some say post-mortem. The suspect took his own life before they caught him. It's real spooky like a real trife movie. Remember the part, the Terminator killed Tukey. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. If they get the villain surrounded, sun to shed, shed blood. Some of be shook and just look with their head in the mud. Red flood. So, who, who else would you take out? Man, um, for his greatest of all time, like I said, Randy Orton is arguably greatest of all time, even though he's not really that good of a baby face no he's not he has he has that dynamic to him where he has the potential to be um he's like a a baby he's like a face slash tweener because you have face and then you have baby face like Randy Orton could play a good face but it's like borderline tweener baby face is like a Jeff Hardy a Daniel Bryan Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the Rock when he was the people's champion. It's my favorite one. People say Stone Cold Steve Austin when he was against uh, fucking Vince McMahon and shit like that. Yep. Obviously Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant before he turned into a hill. You know what I mean? So I'm um, 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 AJ Styles as a baby face. And yep. that's what I was going to get to. That's why I said I can't say Randy Orton is the greatest of all time because I put AJ Styles on that. Yeah, a lot of niggas, man. I remember years ago, bro. I want to say back in. Uh, well, I'm not saying he that much head. No, no, you. Randy Orton. No, I'm not you. Saying that. You straight. You straight. I mean, like back in the early 2000s, um, like when AJ Styles was underground, underground. Uh, my boy Los, his little brother would not stop talking about AJ Styles and I was tired of hearing it. I'm like AJ Styles is the shit, bro. I was like, who is this nigga AJ Styles? And yeah, I bro. and um that dude is amazing. His he, mom he ain't called a number one for no reason, bro. That dude is wow. But his his mom had bought him the DVD and I watched it one day when I went to Los's place. I'm like, yo, this nigga nice. And a few years go by and he's on WWE and I'm like, okay, yeah, this yeah, this nigga different. AJ Styles is dope. He is. He's super dope. You need to look up his match against um Taker, the graveyard match. I saw that. I saw that. Hey, it called a graveyard. Is it called a graveyard match? No, Boneyard. Yeah, the Boneyard match. Yeah, I watched that. That shit looked like a movie. <laughs> they, that shit looked like a movie, bro. It might have had. He might come back for a second match. No, you think so? I think he could end his career like that. The thing about Ticker, though, he can come back and not wrestle a match. Oh, just be there. Just, you know, just stage presence. Just standing there and people just go crazy. I feel like um, Ticker could still go. Obviously, he can't go like he could 10 years ago. But the dynamic of his character, 
He don't have to do all the shit he had to do 10 years ago. And I wish I could talk to Matt Cal- Mark Calloway in person and let him know, like, I know this has been your life for 30 years, but I want to talk to Mark Calloway and let him know that don't be so hard on yourself. Like, bro, you're the Undertaker. You feel me? Like, you're the Fina, the American badass, you, the fucking... You're him, the demon, the, the fucking demon from Death Valley. Like, you're him, the dead man from Death Valley. Like, you don't have to come. You ain't got to be hopping over the ropes like you did all them years ago. Why do you think he still does it? Because anything you do for so many years, you know what I mean? Like, 30 years, that's why he still does it. Like, I, years ago, man, I remember when they do those, did those uh, WWE specials. Like, they go back in time. And for some odd reason, Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> came. Yeah. Uh, that's my dude, though. And and Jake the Snake came came out. Um, and Jake the Snake just his hair looked stringy. I know he was he was sick for some time. And um, DDP saved his ass. Yeah, Jake the Snake being A and W. Which might have had I haven't really watched much AEW. Um, AEW's not bad. It's okay. I, it's just it doesn't have that same WWE flair, that commercial type flair. Mm-hmm. It's it's the better oh, version. What's up? I will say we were talking about the greatest of all time. I put Chris Jericho up there. Uh, nah, I'd, I'd say fifteen years ago maybe 15 years ago even right now nah fam I can't do it cause think about think about how many wrestlers wrestlers have been able to reinvent they sub much as Jericho has not It'd still be relevant not It'd many still be high. not many that's one of the elements of being the greatest of all time bro why do you think Ric Flair is the greatest of all time Ric Flair with his retirement match against Shawn Michaels he still was considered the greatest of all time I can't put Chris Jericho in that. Nah. Really? Mm-mm. Maybe, I'll tell you, the best iteration of Chris Jericho to me was Y2J. When he premiered that shit, and I'm like, okay, yeah. is he sticking with this forever? And then he cut his hair. Bro. He got rid of all bro. of that. Oh, you didn't like Chris Jericho when he had the list, bro? Chris Jericho could put anything over. The motherfucker put a list over, bro. Do you not remember that? I, you might have not been watching wrestling like that. I was, but I just... I was. I was. I, list, bro. I, was, he, I, was. I just didn't care for him. He put everybody on a list, had his pen and shit, and they had this little slogan. You just made the list. And he put it on everybody on a list, bro. That motherfucker was entertaining as hell. That's one of the elements of being the greatest autonomy. Entertainment. In ring work, understanding your character, and being able to entertain. His ring work, his ring work to me is great. I love it. Yeah, that's I'm, one of the elements. Sure. But I always looked at him in a sense of just being a technical wrestler. And to me, over time, it just to me, in my opinion, it just left. I I don't know why I feel that way, but over the years. His the technical wrestling to me with Chris Jericho just faded, and it just maybe it was I was so caught up into the Y2J era of Chris Jericho 
That's what happens with wrestling. That's what happens with uh, with, uh, with gimmicks and characters in general. You know, what I mean, you come across a, a individual that has a gimmick and a character, and that particular incarnation of them might be what caught your attention. That countdown. So like, right. They can't stay like that all the time. I mean, his first promo was against The Rock. Like, the motherfucker, like, that's not by no fuck. That's not coincidence. Because they knew he could hit. And not only that, they knew he could hold in there with The Rock. Oh, he can. Yeah, he can. He's one of the only ones, really. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, I think Jericho is very underrated in that regard. I really do. I feel like he's underrated. He, he, he's an A player, and everybody kept trying to. In WWE, they tried to treat him like he was a B player. Yeah, he had his moments, but they tried to treat him like he was a B player. I mean, do you remember his his program against Shawn Michaels the second time? Mm-hmm. The yeah, first I do. Time was fire, but the second time, the second time was fire. Bro, they had a program for them there a year. Not and a- that it was one of the greatest programs. The only program that rivaled that, if I remember correctly, was Edge and Taker. Yeah. With a little bit of Batista in that. Oh. I can say Edge is one of the greatest of all time. Who? Edge. Oh, Edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Edge is one of the greatest of all yes, time. Yes, sir. And, and and what I love about Edge, he he can he's just as great of a, just as great of a babyface as he is a heel. That's the same thing I feel about Jericho, just as great as a babyface as he is a heel. I don't know what it is, bro. It's something like later down the line with Jericho, it just kind of like, eh, whatever, and I just kind of. Yeah, I see that, bro. But my appreciation for Jericho is still there. I love Chris Jericho. Sure. Um, shit. What would you think of? Actually, no. Let me think of another one. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Well, let me see. We got you said Randy, Randy Orton. Yeah. Edge. AJ Styles for sure. Edge for sure. We already said a Rock and Austin for sure. Mm-hmm. And we're not gonna do like a top five and a top ten. We're just gonna do a class of the greatest of all time. And I think those five right there are dope. Rock, Austin, Jericho, even though we, we agree to disagree with Jericho. Rock, Austin, Jericho, Edge, and Randy Orton. I think that's a nice little lineup right there. Hmm. Hmm. Damn. It's so many more that you can just name, though. I mean, that's what we're here for. <laughs> okay. Kofi Kingston. I can see that. Greatest of all time. If, if if they would have gave him the right programs for sure. Yeah. That's I always look at I'm like, bro, it's like I And this is what I wanna ask too. Are we gonna are we gonna put in um the element of potential as well? Are we doing potentially the greatest of all time or establish the greatest of all Pot- time with the opinion? Uh potential. Potential. So all around it. Alright, that's cool. Kofi got the two then. Even though I never seen him as a heel, though, that's the only thing with Kofi. I never seen him as a heel. I don't know if you can pull off the heel thing. See, this is the thing with me. You have to be able to be a baby face. You got to be able to be a face in the heel to be the greatest of all time. Yeah, he's never that's been a. You got to be able to do both elements, and it, and it, and it's kind of fucked up in that regard. But that's what makes it so special. Being the greatest of all time. Okay, how about how about um, Kurt Angle? 
Oh yeah, hell, hands down, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Up there. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand him. Angle had everything, every fucking thing. Babyface, heel, in ring work, mic skills. He had to look. All of that. I couldn't yeah. stand Kurt Angle, bro. And over time, over time, he won me over. I was just like, yeah, I just you can't deny it. The music was corny to me when I first heard it when he came out. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And is I think it was towards the tail end of his time with WWE is when I was like, all right, cool. I'm fucking with Kurt Angle. What about what about um Goldberg? His run. You can't be a hill. See, this is how I break it down. The greatest of all time, like I said, is you have the greatest of all time, then you have the greatest hill of all time, then you have the greatest face of all time. Okay, yeah. Goldberg, you gotta cancel him out because Goldberg, they just they used him as a bulldog. Alright. I mean, hell, you feel me like for sure he ran down the, he ran through that whole fucking roster bro god damn <laughs> oh my god the elimination chamber match bro jesus christ um okay you know what i got i got one that might throw people off uh shane mcmahon Forest greatest of all time? Mm-hmm. Ooh, man, that's, um... Shane McMahon. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um... Because cause, cause he has the entertainment value mm-hmm. when it comes to that. 
even above Vince. Because Vince, the only reason Vince could be a good face is because he's Vince McMahon. Right. Shane, though, Shane has that ability, probably even over Stephanie, of being. Oh, definitely, the bro. Face and being the greatest, the greatest hill. The only thing he likes is the in ring work. So I can't, I can't give it to him for that reason. I remember that match he did with Kurt Angle, bro. Um, and it was an interview that I, yeah, it was an interview with Kurt Angle and Shane. And as they were fighting, they were both getting exhausted and they were whispering in, in, in each other's ears, telling each other like, all right, let's go to the turnbuckle and I'm going to take you. And then we just going to end the match here. Cause if we go any further, we going to kill each other. <laughs> was this the street fight? That was the street fight. Yep. Going through the glass. Mm-hmm. He had to do it three times. Yep. What I love about Shane, he kept going with that shit. That's like this motherfucker. All time, well, he ain't in my book because of like what I said, because of because of the um the, the foundation that I put uh, that gives you the um the critiques you need or whatnot to do that. Right. But uh, that motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> if had the end ring work, yeah, hands down. Okay, I got another one. Um, big show. Ooh, big show. Uh, see the thing. The thing about the big show is the timing. He's in the shadow of Andre the Giant. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. What might I add though? He has all. He has all the critiques too. Being argument of being a great. He's obviously one of the greatest big men of all time. Oh, now. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't put him above Taker. Hell Taker's no. the greatest enemy of all time. Of all time, he's the greatest one. But and and Taker even he ain't been his biggest show in all this and that. You know what I mean? But show, show he been a face in that. I guess I could say that. I guess I could say that. But when you compare him to the others, we're just talking about the class though. And I like talking about this because. Cause anybody that's really into what we're talking about, they gonna be in the comments like a motherfucker. What the hell you be? The Big Show's one of the greatest all nigga. Time. The Big I, Show I, is I, under in the class of all time. The Big, Big Show, Show, Big Show in one episode could be that the greatest. He could be one of the greatest hills, and then flip that bitch in the same episode be one of the greatest faces. Exactly. And he has green work as a big man. I give it to him for that. I put him in a class for that reason alone. I put him in a class. I never count out Big Show. I just I liked him off rip. Um, okay, so okay, we got Big Show. Big Show. Let me see. Oh, um, Mick Foley, Mankind, Dude Love. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's up there. He's up there. He's another Maybe crazy one too. What I like about Mick Foley is. I don't. I gotta go back and and look at his look at when we were younger, because I don't these days I don't see Mick Foley ever being a hill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that's not saying Mick Foley is like one of the ultimate tweeners to me. Obviously, when he first came into WWF, he was a hill because he was up against Taker. But the fact that his first program was against the Undertaker. That says something. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. definitely says 
often. And and Mick Foley's fucking nuts, bro. Do you know it was his idea to be tossed off the top of that damn cell? Yeah, the Hell in a Cell match? Yes, sir. That dude has one. He's one of the individuals. I've, he's one of the most passionate individuals in this in that <clears throat> industry. I, I rewatched that damn match uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'm telling you, back then I could watch it. When I was watching it then, I was cringing. Because I knew after listening to him talk about it and then you go back and watch it, you're like cringing the whole time watching it. It's like, yo, this motherfucker about to get himself killed. <laughs> yeah. I was scared for him, dog. I was like, I can't watch no more of this damn match. Anything to put a show on and to put and to, to, to be the, the best dance partner for his partner in the ring. Because that's what they call each other, pretty much. They call each other dance partners want to come to that ring mm-hmm. Mick Foley is just one of, I mean Mick <clears throat> Foley is one of the ones that he 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 helped put Edge over their WrestleMania match yep he helped put the Red R, the Red, the Red R Superstar over what that WrestleMania match mm-hmm. he he's one of he's probably one of the first one first legends to put Randy Orton over as the legend killer yeah I, let me tell you something too as much as I like Randy Orton, I never liked that legend killer bullshit that they kept pushing. They kind of brought it back recently. And I, and as of recent, I haven't been keeping up with it. But the, I would say last time I really kept up with it was maybe a year, year and a half, two years ago. And I, I'll return to it soon, but I never liked that legend killer shit. But as far as, let me see, as far as other guys go, you got, okay. What do you think, before we leave Mick Foley, what do you think of Cactus Jack? His, that other iteration of him. Cactus, Cactus Jack is the original iteration of him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What do you think of, what do you think of Cactus Jack? I like, I like Cactus Jack. He's probably my favorite iteration of, of Mick Foley. Okay. Like I would love to have seen a Cactus Jack Taker program, but I'm happy we got to see a Cactus Jack Triple H program. It might have air. Cactus Jack is probably the one that put Triple H on the pedal stool the way he is on now. I think that program Triple H had with Cactus Jack, and they had that match at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really established Triple H to be to be the game, basically. That's over my- him and The Rock, over him and Austin. I think Austin was after Cactus Jack. I think Cactus Jack was the first one to really show that Triple H can go. To yeah, really show that he Triple was H- he that, that's my favorite, my favorite yeah. iteration of Triple H, the game. No joke. No joke. And and the um well shit, the King of Kings too. I like the game over the King of Kings, but the King of Kings is that's dope to me too, cause that's just that's just arrogant and cocky, and you know what I mean. Like, I like it because Triple H had that run from what fucking he had like that two year run <laughs> where he had where he was the champion during the ruthless the ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. They call it. Uh, the terror triple h or whatever like that 
it was like the he had this run they called it Terry Triple H or something to that extent. So the King of Kings is like capitalizing upon that run. You know what I mean? So character-wise and storytelling-wise and all this and that, that makes sense to go that route. And I got another one. I got another one. You might not be too sure about this one. CM Punk. Being one of the greatest all the time? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Word. CM Punk Punk brought elements of the Attitude Era back. That's my God, that's my dude, man. You're on the PG era. Because I was like... CM Punk Punk is one of the only one of the only wrestlers that can hold a title for that fucking long and switch from being a face to a baby face in the same time period and be able to pull them both Pull it both, pull them both off. No one was able to do that since Randy Savage Macho Man, which might I add is definitely one of the greatest of all time. Macho Man, yes, sir. Obviously, he's in a class of one of the greatest <laughs> of all time. There ain't no debate in that. Period. So like, I, ain't no, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. The only reason Macho Man ain't is even, he was right up, he was neck to neck with fucking Hulk Hogan. Period. That's my favorite wrestler, too, of all time. Um, Besides Randy and The Rock, it's number one to me is Randy Savage, period. You, you can't say nothing else to me. You can't don't bring up no Hulk Hogan. Don't bring up no Undertaker to me, no Shawn Michaels. I love them all. Randy Savage. Randy Savage, yeah. I mean Randy Savage is fucking it's the macho man. Like he had a he had to fucking it's it, I, like what else could we say about him? Can't. It's just all you gotta do is him. all you gotta do is go watch his uh his his promo videos and the highlights and shit. That's it. He's a motherfucker. He had the fucking yeah man the Slim Jim commercial shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got really hip to Randy Savage. I was just like, who is this guy? But I was little, man. And um, my my grandmother told me, put me on whatever, you know, they had some tapes or whatever. And that was my introduction into Randy Savage. I'm like, yo, this nigga is ill. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, I remember way back when, when the mega powers were bonded, yeah. You made a lot of promises to the macho man, didn't you? Promises that you didn't keep. I remember one specific one, yeah. You promised that Elizabeth would never be in a dangerous position. You broke that promise, didn't you, Hulk Hogan? And who had to come in and make that critical save? The macho man, Randy Savage, covering for Hogan again. Can't believe it in the moment. Oh no, they're taking it. What are you gonna do with a handcuff? What are they gonna do with Elizabeth? They have no right to touch her. They She's have no in right the to put their hands on her. They got Elizabeth cuffed. They're gonna bring her to justice too, as well as Hogan. The big boss man screaming at her, yelling at her. Wait a minute. Randy Savage cheering here. Reach in the ring, swings at the big boss man. Randy Savage cleaning house. And oh. All right, CM Punk, Randy Savage. What about what about um? <laughs> let me think of somebody else. We can throw Daniel Bryan in that too. Uh, it, uh, all right, 
all right, all right, okay, all right. Agree to disagree. I mean, Daniel Bryan. Go ahead, go ahead. I only I said Daniel Bryan because the the foundation I laid out to be the greatest all the time. In my yeah. opinion, my that. You're right. You gotta be able to be a great heel. You gotta be able to be a great face. You gotta be able to understand your character. You gotta have great mind skills, and you gotta be able to have the end ring work. Daniel has all those elements, bro. Daniel Bryan is right up there with CM Punk as far as being as hot as he was. Being as big as he Daniel Bryan is one of the only ones outside of CM Punk that was able to get attitude era pops, bro. You know what I mean by pop? You hear his music, everybody go fucking. Yeah, crazy. people went nuts. A rock star in that regard, bro. You know what, man? And whenever they first put him on, I was kind of looking at him, so I'm like this dude about to get eliminated. Like he, he going to fade out. He ain't going to be shit. And boy, I was fucking wrong. I was wrong. Like he went away for a while, came back. People loved him more than ever. The whole yes yeah. chance shit. Yeah. Because absent makes the heart grow fonder. Damn it. See the thing about Daniel Bryan, the WWE universe already wanted him to be at the top. Mm-hmm. He was fighting against the system legitimately. It, everything that was going on on the screen was was what was going on behind the screens. Because Vince McMahon, he just had his ways. Vince McMahon don't seem to like to have any stars that wasn't created by the WWE. He always put WWE behind any above anything else, basically. He don't want a star to be bigger than the WWE unless it was created by the WWE. Right. The only exception is AJ Styles. And he still goes through certain shit. But my dad, as long as AJ Styles been with the WWE, like, like he's been a champion, like, fucking, like, 50% of, like, his championship rate is, like, 50% of some shit since he's been with the WWE. He's, like, held every title damn there. Legitimately. You know what I mean? So, but he's the only one in that regard that I can think of. Hey. As far as coming from a different promotion. Who was that cat? Yeah, in that regard too but far as the way he's been treated AJ Styles was able to hold the title I think longer than CM Punk and I might be incorrect with that but I think it's about up there though who was that cat that Vince McMahon was trying to push um um he kept calling him the chosen one Drew McIntyre Drew McIntyre got it too I gotta wait I gotta wait nah. I gotta wait I gotta see I gotta I gotta give him more time but I see why he was considered the chosen one, dog. And I respect Drew McIntyre because he been considered the chosen one for 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Just, I got to that point. <laughs> he really did, but that's just because he was young and he had to go through what I had to go through. You know what I mean? I mean, when you consider the chosen one, when you fucking 21, 22, 23 years old, of course you're going to be big-headed. I got another one. Um, This one might be a little off- Rusev. Rusev definitely has the potential. You think so? But he's, yeah, for sure, he has the potential. Hmm. I mean, the Rusev they shit was super over. They should have been had turned him into a baby face. They should have been had turned. They should have been put him in a great program. Ben, that Rusev they shit over Rusev they bro that shit was over. Like over. Rusev day. Rusev, that day. shit was over, bro. They was killing. Over, over. 
And but WWE in the system, the way they do, they they don't push certain shit. They don't let certain people, you know, they got an idea of what they want to do, and they don't, you know, they got this fucking glass ceiling, and and that's just what that is, you know. And um, you know the there was one one more thing I wanted to touch on when it came to wrestling, um, the divas. You noticed a transition from way back when when we used to watch it to how they are now. Oh man, the women's wrestler, they they shit. They are they they're right hard the men are not better. They are they, hardcore. Bro, I done seen plenty of women wrestling matches that are better than man wrestling matches. Fam. Bro, I just seen I just Sasha Banks and Bailey, they going through a program now. Yeah. And they Doing the damn thing. My brother been talking to me about it because my brother still keeps up. And he was like, fam, he's like, you you gotta be watching these Sasha Banks matches, dog. You tripping. <laughs> and he showed me. Bro, you know you know who she's inspired by, right? Actually, no, I I don't know much about her, but I seen her and I was like, okay, she she she, she look alright. I'm gonna tell you who she inspired by, and this is someone that is in a class of one of the greatest all time in my in my opinion, and that's the great Latino he Eddie Guerrero, goddamn it. Oh, Sasha, but for real? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero was the reason why she even wanted to start wrestling. She look look up some of her clips. She'll say it her damn self. Okay, because I, I remember I remember seeing her. I remember seeing her wrestle a few times. And I was like, okay, she's she's really good. But I never watched like a promo cut of her or anything like that. My brother would kind of tell me what was going on a little bit. And I'd be like, oh, all right, cool. And he would show me some clips here and there. But I'm like, I'm all right. But I never really got in depth with Sasha Banks. I just know she looked good and she can wrestle her ass off. She can. She has great skills. If we talk about the greatest all the time, as far as women wrestlers go, Sasha Banks is up there. What about uh Ric Flair's daughter? Charlotte's definitely up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only thing about Charlotte though is she I, I'm not gonna say she can't be a face. I'm not gonna say that. They don't give her the opportunity to really be a face like that, dog. You think it's kinda you think it's kinda like a, a kinda like a pushback because she's Ric Flair's daughter? Maybe. I think it's I think it's like Randy Orton in the sense of she's better off as a heel. Mm, yeah. If anything, I'm glad I brought that up because Ric Flair has said that Randy Orton and Charlotte are the two greatest wrestlers right now. <laughs> he, said it. he said that. But I will say this. This is what I'm going to say about Charlotte, though. I'm not... She... Yeah, she's Ric Flair's daughter, of course. Mm-hmm. But that's not why I say she's one of the greatest female wrestlers, though. I say she's one of the greatest female wrestlers because she got her fucking father's genes in her when it comes to wrestling. Bro. Yeah, I seen her she wrestle. I was like, holy she shit. It, she got it, period. She just got it. You can't you like you can't take that away from her. She got it, man. Hands down, she got it. The whole spectrum, she got it. I remember he introduced her and the match got started. I forgot who she was wrestling, dog. But I was like, fam, okay. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see the Ric Flair gene. It's like, God damn. I said, like, that girl can move, though. But, um, uh, yeah, Sasha, Sasha, Charlotte, um, Bailey, Bailey's cool. Uh, 
I don't know, Bailey's man. Bailey's doing some of her, great, her greatest work now being a heel. Everybody's been waiting hard to be a heel because she had been a face for so long. And and this is why I can she she qualifies to be one of the greatest of all time. That's basically what this conversation is about, the qualification of it. That's what I probably should have said at the beginning. She qualifies to do it because she could be, a, obviously she was a great face, a great baby face, but her heel work, bro, her heel work is gangster, bro. You know she what? It, it's, it, you bring that up, and I was thinking about some of the divas way back. Um, Let me see. Let me think of one from way back. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Because every time I think of the divas from back then, I always, it was just, it was so much sex appeal going on. Of course. Not that's th- how they did it. That, that's how they did it. But And I think the beginning. only one that I could look at that was really like badass might have been Jacqueline. And I, I'd say China, but Jacqueline was, she always had wow. my, huh? Well, you, you will say China? Bro, China is the pioneer of all of this shit in a regard. Eh, maybe. Bro, maybe. China, and this is, of course, you, you obviously entitled to your opinion, but China was one of the first women in wrestlers. They, they didn't have a program where she was going to fight for the WWF title. Yeah. And it was believable, bro. Yeah, That's I, rem- why they did it. I remember that. Speaking of that, this is another reason why I put Chris Jericho up there. He had a program with China, and he didn't hurt her. Had a look good, did his thing. Everything looked good. Everybody can't do that. The only one off the top of my head that could probably do something like that these days is AJ Styles. AJ definitely could do that. He can have a he can have a wrestling match with a woman, and it'd be it'd be gangster. He won't hurt her or nothing. Have her looking good, and he'd be looking good, and and, he, and he'll lay down for the woman if he need to. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but the, I don't know, man. The the only because I always attached her with DX. I think that's my that was my problem. I always attached her you with. Her, you remember her being with Eddie Guerrero? I do, bro. But not. Not as much as DX. And when I think of when I think of Eddie Guerrero, it's just different. It's him and Vicky Chavo, Latino Heat. It's that's what it did. That because Eddie Guerrero, I'm like, oh, you know, he's cool, he's dope, but that Latino Heat, uh what what was it? Lie Cheat Steel shit. Yeah. That iteration of I him. That right there did it for me with him. And I never very innovative with what he would do. I just I never really paid much attention to China when it came around with her being with Eddie Guerrero. It was always okay, China, D Generation X. But yeah, that you know, that's all I wanted. You know, when I think of a lot of these female wrestlers, um, Oh, my bad. I don't want women getting defended by the word female. My bad. Uh, divas. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You're right the first time. They're not divas no more. They're female wrestlers. Oh, really? They've been stopped that shit. They've been stopped that shit. Oh, so. That's why it's not called a divas title no more. It's called a woman's title. Oh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. All right.
But no, um, as divas no more. They want to be seen compared to the man. That's why you got someone like Becky Lynch, who was doing a damn thing for about a year or so. Yeah, she's ill. She's super ill. She was like the female Stone Cold Steve Austin, damn there, damn it. Like she was doing it. But no, I I did notice that man. Like over the years, the the wrestling matches, or the female wrestling matches, got more aggressive. <laughs> They was throwing each other off the turnbuckle. They was doing some wild ass stunts. Well, like, they doing a damn thing. I was like, "What For the real, fuck happened?" <clears throat> and then you go back, you go back and look at the the females back then. It was just like, damn, it was just number sex appeal. Like, it, that's cool. That's great. Made well, for great. Part, you gotta remember we had Trish and Lita though. Trish and Lita were kind of like the pioneers as well of uh, this of this woman's revolution. Oh yeah, Lita. Oh my lord. Oh my goodness. Jumping off ladders and shit. Yeah. Lita, motherfucker, boy. Ooh, man. She was a motherfucker. She talked about being fearless. You know who I fuck on these days? Love her to death, man. The Raw Woman's Champion right now. Her name is Asuka. And Asuka is the yeah, shit. Yeah, she's fire. My brother. Shit, bro. My brother be sending me. Fucking English. She's the shit, bro. She is so entertaining. Her in ring work is gangster he oh my, my brother's been sending me mad clips recently on twitter and he's like dog watch watch her just watch her and i'm like all right fam i get to and i'm at work and i'm just sitting there and i don't be doing shit at work and I, I watched one of her matches i was like yo she is fucking insane like who yeah, bro shit yeah bro she dope as shit it was and, a- and I'm so happy that they're letting her get her just due. Because at first, because when she was in NXT, she was undefeated and all this and that. Yep. And then, then she came to the to the main to the main fucking roster and they had her, they had Charlotte beat her streak. Well, Charlotte didn't need that. Charlotte was already fucking established. So that's something that irritated me too. She didn't even need that shit. And not to hate on her, she didn't need it though. But they kind of brought it around. They let this year alone, they let Oscar, they let her win the women's men and money in the bank. They let Oscar win the Royal Rumble, even though they had Ronda Rousey coming over and overshadow Oscar's winning on it. Oh, uh, no. And that's how they get Ronda. That's just, she's just doing what they told her to do, basically. You know? Lame. So I'm not mad at her either. It might have had one of Ronda Rousey. Rowdy Ronda. She caught on really quick when it came to that industry, to this industry. Lame. She caught on. Considering she came from UFC, she caught on really quick, I like to think. She really did. She lame. She caught on. She caught on. He was like, like, she like with shit. I'm saying she caught on. To me, she caught on quick because that's a different dynamic coming from like UFC to this entertainment right here. Shit, you can bring up that. What's his whack ass name? Brock Lesnar's whack ass. No, I can't say Brock is whack. Fuck you. I will say this about Brock. Brock is, um, I want to say arrogant, but I don't even know if he's I want to say that. He's a jobber. Brock cares. Brock cares. When Brock cares about something, you know it. I say that. When yeah. Brock really cares about his program, because you say he's whack, but you can't sit here and tell me that his matches with Taker were whack. Fuck him. The program, 
You can't tell me his programs with the Undertaker were wild, That nigga bro. is solely responsible for breaking the streak. Fuck that nigga, man. <laughs> That's not his fault. That's not even his fault, bro. He didn't even want to do it. That's I, Vince's fault. I know. That's like I know. About Robert earlier. That's Vince's call right there. That wasn't Brock's call. I know. That's I just. I know. Right no, there. I understand. I understand that, but it's just that that I match. Brock was probably the only one that could have beat this streak. He's the only one that's believable enough to beat the streak at that particular time. Nah, fam. Can you think of someone else? I can't think of nobody else that could have for real been legitimately believable to beat the streak. Daniel Bryan or Randy. Randy didn't want to do it. Yeah. They gave him an opportunity. <laughs> I wanted Randy. I wanted Randy to be the one to do it if anybody did. Taker gave him the opportunity from what I heard, but he didn't want to do it. Though. But and then and then we you remember we had had the opportunity too, and he didn't want to do it. We had the Shawn Michaels twenty five and twenty six at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, we was talking about this recently. And that 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 would be probably the the other wrestler that I would want to see beat the streak. But I also wanted to see Daniel Bryan do it too. Just to, just for him to do it, or because of it was that was around the time where I warmed up to liking Daniel Bryan, especially you know just just so who he was, people chanting for him, people loving him, the the whole yes chant, just basically how he was being built up, right? And I was like, okay, but that's what the people wanted. Yeah, but I, I also saw that, and I'm like, well, damn. It, 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 was, it was very, it was, um, what's the term I'm thinking of? Organic? Um, organic. It was very organic. Mm-hmm. Very organic. I just I just felt like, I was like, if they're pushing him this much, obviously, they got to let him have this. They got to let him do it. Yeah, but Brock was already there. That's what that was. Oh, my God. This one couldn't let no shit like that happen. Take him out of did it. Cause Taker, he he loves to work with the smaller ones, anyways. But Vince wasn't finna let no shit like that happen. Whack ass. I would have been. I would have been. I've been a writer. I probably would have been a writer. CM Punk had did it. Oh yeah, so yeah. Let that happen. It would have to have been someone that's believable. Not saying CM Punk isn't believable, but that's that's like a stretch because Taker, fucking 21, 21 and all at the time. So he had been through everything. I mean, do you remember his first match against Triple H? Yeah. Not not. No, I'm not talking about before. No, I'm not talking about after Sean though. I'm yeah, yeah. With Tech- yeah, I know which yeah. one you're talking about. I'm not talking about 27 or 28. That match. That was really dope. And I'm trying to think, was that before or after Captain Jack and now all of this and that? I uh, think that was after. It was. It was. It was a little after. It had to have been after the fact. That makes sense for it to be after the fact. Yeah, like I said, Brock. Nobody wanted to beat the the streak. That's the thing. Nobody wanted to do it. Nobody. I've heard. I've heard they try to. They try to do with Mark Henry. They try to do with Kurt Angle. They try to do with Randy Orton. Um. 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 Man, it's just them three. It might be someone else, but at least them three. And like nobody wanted to beat the streak because it's just too precious. They like no, just too much. Mark Calloway is the godfather of wrestling, basically. Like, you come into WWE, you you see him as the godfather. 
and that's that's just it's just natural from all the stories i've read and what i researched it wasn't nothing that he set out to do it's just him it's just the respect that people have for him on the screen and behind the scenes like they just respect him that much where he's do he's the go-to guy they that's all always uh, <clears throat> always said that um if anything if they didn't want to beat the streak they should have let him i always said this too they should have let him leave on top like that just kind of like fade out in a sense and then just come back i don't know I, but that was always in the back of my mind i'm like they should just let undertaker like retire on top like that streak is is just that's something that you just can't break why would you do that yeah, it's a balance of two things, though. Not only, yeah, it was Vince's call. But from yeah. what I heard, Taker, he he old school, man. He would have went out on his back anyways. You know what I mean? He 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 would have allowed somebody to beat that straight. Or if anybody, I would have loved to see. Well, no, never mind. Nah. No, go ahead. I'm curious. What's up? Kane versus Undes. And that's only if. That's only oh, if. Yeah, but that, that's right there at all. But listen, is is only if Kane or if they let Kane keep that mystique about him, about the you know the big red machine that that factor of Kane, then maybe I'd be more convinced. But when they start stripping the mask off and this, when they first took that mask off, he he, <clears throat> he had a good run when they first did it. Yeah, he did. He was nuts. He set Jr. on fire, bro. Like. With the mask off, he probably would have did some shit like that with the mask on. But I'm just saying, though, like he set him on fire during the interview. Like, come on, man. I'm just, I'm just saying, if if it had been, I would have taken it serious. Had it been Kane, and it's still been the old iteration, the Big Red Machine. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I would have been satisfied with that. But I don't know what happened to Kane. It's just I see him, and I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I don't even care to look at them. <laughs> and then they they bought back that Brothers of Destruction shit temporarily for like what one match. That was bullshit. See what I'm saying? Scott Zelo. Not even a little. That's Nabilis. All right. Come at me. Tsunami. Tsunamis. You're gonna get hurt. Just do it. One time for your mind. Here I come. Check it. Thoughts in my head don't stand a chance. I'm about to tackle rhymes. Go to war, slice missiles in half like Afro Samurai. Spike speak with a mic lethal, my eyes see through. Time, when I sees the future, the other sees the opposite. One's a dream, one's a nightmare. Got one eye closed, running from my optic lens. Best on Mars, never too gone. Bounding up an answer with stances, I need to move longs. They say I'm too strong, uh-uh. Labeled a conundrum, don't stand in front of them. Mecha raps, Gundam, uh-uh. Yo, check it, you step into a giant in the form of a tyrant. Microphone Midas, they download illegally in search of that gold. Pirates, you couldn't handle a one piece from Straw Hat Luffy to MC. You don't want to see combinations amazing flying at you like Raider because I didn't get played on a local station. Uh. Cartoons, anime, and manga. You know I'm watching Galaxy Boy, I ain't your father. Uh-uh. 
I am your father. You know I'm out your galaxy, boy. I am your father. Hey, yo, cartoons, anime, and manga. You know I'm out your galaxy, boy. I am your father. Uh-uh. I am your father, you know I'm out your galaxy, boy, I am your father. Hey, yo, uh, just landed, they can't withstand the damage from the bandit, dropping special beam cannons from Planet Namek. Welcome to Adult Swim. You can't hang without your floaties, drown kids in the pool like Jason Voorhees. Uh, only the dopest raps, fold them in a goalie mask, traded hockey sticks for machetes, now keep your throat intact, running through your cul-de-sac, with your favorite rapper, balled up in a sleeping bag, live from the outer rim. They call me Anakin Sky, author of Mike Floss. And you might find gawkers at the side of these rapper carcasses hidden under the carpets in my starships. They say, why you wear a mask, bro? Cause I feel like I was designed by Hasbro. Uh, the flow's insane to them. One love where y'all shine like Destro's cranium. Word to Cobra Commander. Be water, my friend. I'm at it again, surrounding them. Spoken word reservoir, sick when intent to drown you in. Uh, hey, yo, must I remind you? I turned the handle on the Ted Saiga into a micro. I remember watching it too because they went straight to commercial in the middle of the match and then by the time they came back from commercial they I think they moved on to like another match or some shit like that and I'm like what the fuck is going on like I was actually watching Undertaker and Kane together in this tag team match like why would you cut it I forgot who they were fighting though would Taker and Kane be in a tag team yeah are you talking about um Brothers of Destruction? Yeah, because are you talking about when they first did it or no, 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 just a few years ago. Um, it was, it was MVP and um, and um, there um, you go, um, and um, Mr. Kennedy, there you go. I was like, and I was put them two over because they were trying to push Mr. Kennedy, that's really what it was. <laughs> they was trying to Kennedy, I can't stand that nigga. <laughs> Oh, his promos used to kill me. Man, that shit. <laughs> yeah, man, they cut that shit like in the middle of the match to a commercial and they came back and it was another match happening. I'm like, what the fuck? Man, if you don't cut this bullshit off. But no, um I oh I got one more wrestler and this kinda this might be an unpopular opinion. Uh Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes got it too. Um, but not not just any like like uh, not overall. This is one iteration of him. Dashing Cody Rhodes. That was before the mask, right? Yes. No. See, the thing about Cody Rhodes is he had no just doing the WWE. That's just what that is. They 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 put him in a box in the WWE. They didn't really let him run with it the way he could. That's how I feel about that. Like, and I and I kind of I feel disrespected. Like, I know the dude. This is Dusty Rose's son. Yep. We're talking about one of the greatest of all time, Dusty Rose, hand down. <clears throat> and I and I said earlier about the foundation, about you gotta be a heel in the face. Dusty Rose is probably an exception to that. Because it's like it's fucking Dusty Rose. Yeah. Obviously it couldn't be a heel because everybody loves him too fucking much, but I can't bring up the greatest of all time and not bring up Dusty. Oh, that to me, man, like Dusty, that's a wrestler that I wouldn't, I, I don't think you would really have to bring him up. Honestly, like it's, you kind of mention him and it's just like, oh, it's, yes, yeah, obvious. Like that motherfucker's great. Like <laughs> you don't need to question it. 
almost in a sense like he's on he's in that class of the hulk hogan's undertakers yeah. all of those guys so that's something i would never question um but like that remember dashing cody rhodes the pretty boy iteration of him where he just he would give them stupid ass hygiene tips on smackdown <laughs> Is that one of his first? That's like early in his career in WWE, or um, because I remember dashing Cody Rhodes, but I'm trying to remember dashing the time era. Dashing Cody Rhodes was sort of like, kind of like in like the middle of his career. I forgot somebody. I think it was Randy Orton that kicked him in his face or something, and apparently his face got damaged. That's probably when they were in the legacy after legacy broke up because legacy was him, Randy Orton, and Ted DiBiase's son. Yeah, and he yes. so he kicks Cody Rhodes in the face, and apparently from then on there, he dropped dashing Cody Rhodes. He puts on this weird ass looking mask, and I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> it's just Cody Rhodes faded to me, and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing with him? It like I felt like they were doing a good job with Dash and Cody Rhodes. I thought it was kind of corny with the whole hygiene tips and all, but at the same time, I was like, sort of a good push, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. What about his brother? I think I think um I think Dustin is underrated. Oh, Goldust, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say this though, um, Dustin is one of those wrestlers that man. It's like, it's like he get better with time. Like that run that him and Cody had together in WWE as the tag team champions. <laughs> Gold dust and Stardust. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Might have had Cody ran with that shit. He didn't want to do no Stardust shit. That shit was lame. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do? That's just ignorant. Like he can. But anyways. <laughs> Dustin was having some of his greatest matches during that era. That shit had me. Um, he got off. He got off. I think he was he was hooked on the alcohol or whatnot. I mean, a lot of wrestlers go through shit like that. They fucking on a roll three hundred plus days a year. You think they ain't off the ten on shit? Come on now. Was he wearing and face paint? Go ahead. Was he wearing face paint? I Who, think Stardust or uh, Ogoda. Oh no, Stardust. Didn't he wear face paint too? Yeah, he had a damn star on his face. <laughs> oh, I forgot the star on his face. I'm like, they wrong as hell for that. They <laughs> wrong as hell for that. <laughs> and enemy, that's like, see, they did something similar to Dusty Rose to Dusty Rose when they had him wearing the polka dots and shit, and it backfired on their ass. Because everybody fucking loves Dusty Rhodes. They don't give a fuck. I didn't care. care I still didn't care. I was like, yo, Dusty is that fucking dude, man. Love Dusty. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Shit. You know what? I I think we're going to have to end it here, bro. Because we can go on forever and ever. Thank you for listening to episode 264 of the Social Introvert Podcast. Uh, let them know where they can find you, man. I just got my Twitter together, and I got to look into it because it's been so long since I've been off into it. Luo Stilo, L-U underscore O-S underscore D-L-O. And then um, 
I should probably do the Facebook too, huh? Yeah, and Instagram. For as Instagram goes, Instagram is going to be Luos D-Lo as well. L-U underscore O-S underscore D-L-O. Uh, Facebook is actually my name. So, <laughs> D'Angelo Miles Bevier. So, the apostrophe capital A-N-G-E-L-O. Miles Bevier is hyphen A. So, M-I-L-E-S hyphen B-E-V-I-E-R. Trying to do the podcast thing myself. He's going to take me on this wing and we're going to get it together. I've been doing some music. I sent him a track recently, and he he said he rocked with it, which I know he is. So we got some music coming for you, and I'm just trying to be out here and try to get some of y'all attention. Yeah. Let's see what y'all doing out there. Y'all going to come and holler at me. Let's have some conversations. Let's have some debates. Let's grow together. And let's inspire each other. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, well, I'm going to definitely get with you um, about, you know, your ideas with your podcast and what you want to name it. Don't worry about the artwork. Just let me know what you want. I can, I, I can get you started with the artwork, and we can we can go from there, man. Um, now I can just hit you up tomorrow, and we can just chop it up with with your ideas. Man, I look forward to it. And uh, all of his social media handles will be in the description of this episode. If you want to find me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I said Davis. I have other social media handles. Those will also be in the description of this episode. And send your thoughts. You got any questions? Need any advice? You just want to chop it up? Shoot the shit. Don't hesitate. Send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. And until Thursday, guys, peace. Ringside eight. This is. Separate the real from the fake, you know? We still quarantine. The social introvert. Uh, I came with the streak. Pound for pound, can nobody compete. Clown around, I'll pound you down. Put the town on notice, I'm keeping receipts. The main event, they've been waiting most of the year. Running through calm, make sure the coast is clear. Never dull moments, always jokers near. Trying to get spared, I hit him with a spear. Constantly, my style is jackhammered. Gotta switch it up before I back him. For NYC, all the way to Atlanta. Them hotel suites, the tabs, we all ran up. Breaking all pie laws. The smoke alarm down, doors blocked off. Closed mouth to get fed, no lock jaw. They try to shock a nigga like Sky Hall. It off. All you niggas pussy and your block is off. Run down or you might rip your pockets off. The best thing you do is just spike it lost. Uh, might run down on you rip your pockets off. The best thing for you to do is just spike it lost. Listen, man. I got the fucking work in the pot like ricochet. Wearing $3,000 outfit. On my $10,000 couch to watch Mania today, my nigga. You know it's fourth row shit. If it wasn't for this corona shit, you know niggas would've been front row. You know the fucking camera would've been on me at least ten times today, my nigga. With my fucking brother, Smoke Bizzard. Every year this shit's tradition, nigga. Ringside 8. Paying fucking attention, fucking bitches. If you don't fucking like it, nigga, next year mania, catch me in LA, nigga. That's what the fuck I do to y'all bum-ass niggas, man. And fuck Goldberg. There's only one champion, nigga, and that's fucking me. The Fly Guy, RFC, Griselda. Why can't radio?